There we go. DC Sports Huddle. I'm Dave Johnson, Rob Woodford, Christian, Dave Preston, and George Wallace. And we'll start with a guy at Washington Football Team and on practice, our own George Wallace, as we're coming off a loss to the Packers in which the Washington Football Team put up over 400 yards of offense. So in this season that at times doesn't make sense, we have another chapter to add. Uh, because on a day when your punter doesn't punt, you think that might be a victory. It wasn't. It was playing the Packers at Lambeau Field. George, where do we go with this team right now? That's a great question. How much time do we have? Uh, I'm not sure how much time we've got here to talk about. Uh, you know, look, it, it's about, it, just Ron Rivera keeps saying, guys, it's about consistency. It's about discipline. Uh, and he says it's also about getting healthy. And he hopes that going into this bye, not only get a win against Denver, but also get healthy. So today, uh, good news just came up from practice. Brandon Sheriff is on the field right now. He's going through individual drills. Uh, he's missed some time. Logan Thomas is back out there on the side field, at least, but he's got the hamstring, but he's actually doing something, which is uh, he hasn't done in quite some time. Curtis Samuel was back out there for a little bit, working on the side. Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin. So nobody really missing as far as we can tell right now. We'll find out more after practice. But if they can start to get some of these guys on offense back and sprinkle them in after the bye, that could be huge. But more importantly, this team needs a win going into the bye. Three-game losing streak right now. Uh, you know, look, they played well last week. This is it's, – it, it's, it's not like they didn't play well, you know, but 0 for 5, once you cross the 30, you have to start punching the ball in. So the next big thing I'm looking for, and we can discuss this, uh, how short of the leash now does Taylor Heineke have? Because Ron Rivera told us that Kyle Allen can do anything Alex Smith did last year. So you may be getting close to seeing that. I, I, I have a feeling. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. If that's the bar, then they're screwed. They're going well, to you know, he's talking about defense. how he knows the offense. He's been in the offense. I mean, Taylor Heineke, look, he's fun to watch, sure, but you can't, he, he, you know, he's not getting it done right now. I mean, he's just not consistent enough. And at this point in the season, at two and five, why not? You've kept him on this roster. You say he can do everything that anybody else can do. So see if he can move the chains, put the ball in the end zone. What else do you have to lose at this point? Well, they did move the chains last week. I mean, it was a, was a red yeah. zone all Taylor Heineke's fault. No, no, but, you know, look, a couple of the plays at the end there, you know, he did throw another interception in the end zone. You can't have that. Gave himself up. I disagree with that call. You're right. They should have been in the end zone there. But at some point, you know, if you're looking for some sort of spark or something, then I, I would have no problem seeing what Kyle Allen can do. That's all at this point. Okay. I'm going to say that uh, Taylor Heineke, his inability to make plays did hurt them and, and killed them this past Sunday against Green Bay. They had 11 third downs. Seven of them were pass plays. He went 0 for 4. He was sacked twice, and then he had that scramble where he gave himself up at the 1, so to speak. So in the, I, I thought that he was in. Ref said that he wasn't. Uh, this past Sunday, he did not make the plays that an NFL quarterback needs to make on third down to get things done, especially close in. I don't think Kyle Allen is that much better. You've got like two it, – it, it's like you, you've got two cartons of milk. One had an expiration date of October 3rd, the other September 18th. It's bo Both are not going to taste good at this point in time. That's why I go with organic milk, which apparently lasts until January, and I have no idea why. Almond milk, that's right. All right, all right, Chi, you're next on this murderer's roll. Well, I'm looking ahead to this Denver matchup here. This is a defense that was swish cheese against a Case Keenum-led offense when Von Miller went out in that Thursday night game. I mean, they couldn't tackle. They've got a pretty decent corner in Sertan, but 
I uh, think Washington needs to take a page out of the Ravens playbook a couple of weeks ago when they were going with three different running backs who found the end zone. I think you can kind of do that here with Gibson, McKissick, and Jared Patterson, who didn't play at all last week. Um, um, you know, I would have liked to see him maybe get some reps. I know game script, you're down by a couple of scores here. But for me, Washington getting Sheriff back, as George mentioned, that'll be crucial here because Washington's got to beat teams through the trenches, right? I mean, Taylor Heineke is not engineering 90-yard drives late in the game and winning these games. I mean, he made some nice mis- plays this last week. He may also made some mistakes, too. Um, the defense isn't winning you football games either. They're playing a little bit better, but still, I don't trust that secondary. But you get a Denver team that Teddy Bridgewater does not push the ball down the field. He's got some nice options with the passing game, but um, this Broncos team doesn't fear me, especially if Von Miller doesn't play. Right, and, and we shouldn't trust that secondary. But, it, again, the Packers game, I'm not trying to put burgundy gold glasses on, but it was almost a recipe for victory. I mean, Aaron Rodgers could have – Torched Washington more than he did, didn't, and you get 430 yards of offense. That's the recipe that could be a Washington victory, should have been a Washington victory. We thought, and I'm talking about before the season. Rob Woodfork, we know you're not on any Kyle Allen bandwagon now. So, <laughs> what, what's your take? Where, where do we go from here? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, the two main things from that game in Green Bay, uh, first of all, and I haven't heard a lot of people say this, but Taylor Heineke didn't need to slide there. I don't know why he did that. I don't know why diving was even an option. He could have ran to the pylon and been in the end zone. So, I I, I mean, that's just a massive brain fart on his part. And, And sort of the underrated aspect of that game was that Washington outgained them and to your point uh dave is big that, you know outgained them big they, they outgained them and the uh and the turnover differential wasn't crucial enough so i mean yeah there's a lot of ways that they win that game especially if they're able to uh to, to, to score touchdowns on uh at least two or three of those five drives that got inside the packers uh 30 yard line but i mean looking ahead at denver i mean <laughs> This, in some ways, may be a tougher matchup for them because this is a this is a really good defense. Quietly, I mean, they're ranked in the top five both in scoring yeah. and yards allowed. So, uh, Taylor Hyde, whoever's a quarterback, I mean, you could even dig up the uh, remains of Alex Smith and still uh, struggle against this defense. And uh, so, really, it's going to come down to, and I know we say this every week, it's going to come down to whether or not the Washington defense finally wakes up and this could be, and again, this is something we've said before. um, This could be a get right game for that defense because of how, uh, uh, I mean, they're one of the few offenses that's ranked below Washington. So this could, this, this could be uh, their best chance to win quite frankly for the next month plus. And, and to your point, I mean, it's, I must say, I think, we saw the best 30 minutes of this defense a couple weeks ago. I thought the best complete game. I mean, they didn't play awful the other day against Green Bay, too. So you are seeing steps heading in that right direction. I understand it's not showing it, and I know it sounds like Ron Rivera here, but you can see the defense, I think, making steps the last few weeks, right? That's the, uh, that's the disheartening part to me is that their most yeah. complete game, and you're not the first person to say that. Like, I've heard multiple people say that. This is the most complete game that they had, and yeah. you lost by two touchdowns. That is super I know. That's right. I think well, it speaks something as to where this team is right now because, you know, you, if you looked at each individual aspect of this game, each 
ingredient in the recipe from, you know, we talked about the yardage, more first downs, time of possession, penalties. They, this is a team that has had penalties that have just destroyed, napalmed offensive possessions and have put them back on their heels defensively. Four penalties, four penalties this past Sunday. The only one that was really costly was the pass interference that added a field goal when the pack were up two touchdowns to begin with. So it, teams find ways to win when they're really good. Teams find ways to lose when they're really bad. And I think that's what we saw this past Sunday. That's what made it so discouraging was that a great effort for 60 minutes, as we've said, and lo and behold, they still come back with an L. I think just like the game against the Giants, just like the game against Atlanta, this is a fulcrum game because three and five, it's just one game better than two and six, but going into the bye week, it's a world better. Just like two and two is much better than a game better than one and three for how we felt about this team. Just like going one and one with two home games was much more than one game better than starting 0 and 2. So I'm not saying the season's on the line, but you go two and six going into the bye week. It's, I mean, with a week for everything to fester, it's open season on everybody the quarterback, the coach, defensive coordinator, whomever. I think you'll get all that on the line, given the fact that you have the bye week coming up and everything else that's been going on uh, around this team, including uh, investigations being talked about in the, the, the news. And, and you, you know, I, players will tell you they don't hear the noise, but we all end up hearing the noise. So there's just too much going around. But I think, and by the way, we're going to have to look up fulcrum now. Very good use of the word fulcrum. But uh, I, I think. And he used napalm, what, too. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Given, given what we're talking about, that, that uh, not that we're going to buy in totally yet, but best half for the defense against the Chiefs that first half, uh, better uh, against the Broncos. So given the encouraging signs from the defense, yes, you need to score a touchdown, but you did put up 400 yards of offense. This is not the time for a quarterback change because that would just only add to the chaos. You have, while you're not winning, you, you have some semblance of some positive things are happening with this Washington football team. Oh, by the way, is banged up. It could use a, a Samuel on the field. Uh, it could use a Logan Thomas. Uh, it, that's not happening. Uh, but it, 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 I think you take from the Packers, not that they're this close, not that they're inches away, but it's not totally unraveling. And I think a quarterback change at this point would become chaotic for this team, especially before the bye week. Chief? Yeah, and you mentioned the Packers game and not having those weapons. I mean, they still gained, outgained the Packers and got six more first downs. 124 yards outgained them. It's just they're not a winning organization. They can't finish these games. I mean, there's a reason Aaron Rodgers is the MVP, and it's not just because of the statistics. It's because when there's less than two minutes in the game, he wins the game for them. There's nobody like that on this uh, roster. Uh, definitely not Kyle Allen that's uh, winning these games in uh, crunch time here. But, you know, you're going to still have five games um, against division opponents at the end of the season here. So you just got to kind of survive this stretch here. And you got to get – if you want any – you know, shot of the playoffs, you got to beat Denver, no doubt about it, or else forget it. Start thinking about next season. Look, I'm not saying you throw Taylor Heineke. I'm not saying you're throwing Taylor. Look, I keep dropping the phone. I'm not saying you throw Taylor Heineke, you know, uh, you know, completely. But I I think, you know, he has made crucial mistakes at crucial times. I mean, those interceptions in the end zone against the Chiefs, he did it twice. I'm just saying, if he comes out, lays an egg against Denver, I would not be surprised during the bye if he makes a switch just to kind of see if you can jumpstart something because, 
you know, two and six or one and one or one and three or two out of four, whatever Dave was talking about is going to be, a, you know, what they are at the bye. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, you know, to your point, like with the five division games left, that's the crazy thing. Like nothing is completely done. Dallas is five and one. Everybody else is two and five. And Dallas is one injury away from, you know, imploding. So nothing is completely lost. I'm just saying if there's a spark that needs to be, that could be had, I would sense it coming this week or during the bye if Heineke doesn't go out and have a good game Sunday. That's yeah, it. No, and that's what I would agree with. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I was saying that you don't you don't make a you know the bye week if if Sunday is just a disaster, then yeah, the, the bye week is the time for reevaluation, but not before. You're, you're oh, right. with yeah. what gotcha. I'm just saying if you're going to make a quarterback change, the only logical explanation and the only person who is even uh, Here we go. within the – no, I'm not talking about Cam. I'm <laughs> talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. That's your, that's your best chance right there. So once he's healthy, yeah. then you can start talking about reinserting him. But Kyle Allen is not an improvement over uh, Heineke. I just don't see it. I think it's a major opportunity this week for the defense. Uh, Denver's, yeah. you know, they, they, uh, Denver's 27th, I think, in the NFL in sacks allowed, also 27th on third down. Uh, they, they have just as bad a, a giveaway-takeaway uh, ratio uh, as uh, the Redskins do. So they, we've, we've been – the offseason storyline was how good this defense was going to be. They don't have to be great against Denver, but they, but they need to make some plays – they need to be able to get off the field a little bit better than they did this past Sunday against Green Bay. Yeah, they're past style points. You just need yeah. to get a win at this point. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just win, baby. It's it's the NFL. <laughs> and well, again, it is. I like that fulcrum you stay, Preston. It, it, it's a <laughs> huge game. It's it's going to tell us probably whether uh, we should still have interest in the season or not. The Washington football team against Denver coming up Sunday. Now, trade deadlines also coming up. Rob Woodfork, you want to start with the, the speculation there? The, the trade deadline is not as hotly contested, someone would say, about like the baseball trade deadline, but there is interest in, in the NFL this year. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of the talk is around uh, whether Deshaun Watson gets moved, and there's just so many moving parts associated with that that I, I would be really highly surprised if, uh, if he gets moved. But from a Washington standpoint, uh, you know, anything that I've seen has been uh, – Washington being a seller at the trade deadline, um, you know, maybe trading a, uh, a, a Tim Settle or, um, you know, trying to uh, trade off one of these wide receivers you're not using, like an Antonio Gandy Golden. I don't know what you get for those guys, but, um, you know, I, I don't think they have enough tradable assets at this point, unless you go with a big name like a Montez Sweat or somebody like that. But that's your team leader in sacks. So I don't know that. Um, I don't know that they're going to be big buyers either because Ron Rivera doesn't seem, you know, likely to overpay for anybody or really go out of his way to get uh, somebody who uh, could possibly be a difference maker. So, uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be a boring trade deadline from a Washington standpoint. Yeah, along I those agree. lines, I've, heard, I've seen the name Deron Payne mentioned because his contract yeah. is expired. Yep. You, you position – for the future, because you 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 realize, well, not going to be able to re-sign Deron Payne. So and that's, that's also the machinations that work at the trade deadline. Right. And that that's kind of at the heart of, um, you know, a few months ago when I wrote the column about, you know, what would it take for Washington to get Deshaun Watson? Obviously, I wrote that before he was, you know, dealing with all these lawsuits. But um, 
you know, you have guys, you can't pay all these defensive linemen. So it's like a Deron Payne. He's got what, two years left on his contract. Um, you know, Montez Sweat, even, you know, that those, those guys all have value on the trade market, especially since uh, Chase Young is pretty much going to be the, the face of your franchise. Uh, if not, you know, at least on defense, if not for the entire franchise. So, um, you know, the, you've already committed to Jonathan Allen. You're probably going to make that commitment to Chase Young. I think the rest of the guys, you know, if you can get something good for them, I think you do it. And, uh, you know, maybe not at the trade deadline, but in the offseason, that's something they should definitely look at. I'm listening to calls. I'm listening to calls on all those guys. Like you said, you, you locked up Jonathan mm-hmm. Allen. At this point, you're two and five. Okay, you win three and five still, whatever the season's going to be. Obviously, they're not making a huge difference right now. You know, the way everybody's way defense is playing. I'm listening to calls on pain, settle anybody. If they're going to help you because it's going to come time. The last thing you want to do now is lose these guys and, and not get anything for them. Quite frankly, I'm listening to cut. The, the only two guys that are untouchable, in my opinion, are Terry McLaurin and Chase Young. Anybody else on my roster you can have. Tressway? <laughs> Nobody Come on, man. You know, the, I think I think we need to look back. The Packers had the perfect game plan. They kept Washington's best player off the field by not forcing a punt. And that's that, yeah. that's remarkable. You didn't punt at all yeah. in the game, and you still lost by two touchdowns. Right. That just boggles right. my mind. In fact, Tressway already had a seat on the plane before everybody else on, on, <laughs> on, on Sunday. <laughs> so, hey, President, since you chimed, any thoughts? I mean, you know, I've seen. Again, we've agreed the secondary has, has been a, a disaster. I've, I've seen, talking about playing the Broncos, right. I've seen Bryce Callahan probably is a, a potential target at cornerback. Uh, I would I would bring in, I, I'd bring in somebody, just because the guys you have back there aren't getting the job done, and they're the two units that you can't mask when they're not good in the NFL, a bad offensive line and a subpar secondary. And it, it, right now, that secondary, I mean, you're minus one because Landon Collins isn't technically a safety anymore. He's a safe backer or linebacker or however they want to call it. I, I would try maybe to get a, uh, a defensive back, but what are you adding? You know, you, you in order to add somebody at this time, you pretty much have to pick up somebody that another team doesn't want. So how much of an upgrade is that going to be with what you've got? How quickly can you bring them into the system that you teach? Look at William Jackson III. Not a good fit for this defense. They brought him in anyways, and he's not playing well. Go and figure. That's, so. that's and that, that calls to mind, actually. If yeah. you want to upgrade this, and this kind of goes to what I said last week about Ron Rivera not bringing in guys from Carolina that maybe he should. Trey Boston has been out there all yeah. season long, and that's a guy who has played for Ron, who's played in this defense and has been a productive player in the past. I know he had a, a stretch where he was kind of jumping uh, around teams for like a four-year span. Right. I don't know what's behind that, but uh, he's a guy who's who's got those ball hawk skills that Washington needs and that Bobby McCain is not providing. The All biggest right, disappointment, Joseph. I think, on that front, gentlemen, is after week three or four at the very latest, we always read about players that they bring in to practice and try out and stuff like that. That's how we learned about Chris Blewett coming in. Uh, every Tuesday on the player's day off, they should have brought in some defensive backs after week three just to see, does any, you know, let's throw something to the wall. Do any of these guys, tick? can anybody play? Because you get 
I guess, quality from quantity. And they needed to bring in a quantity of players to get maybe one quality guy, major opportunity missed. Before we depart, I know that uh, I've got to go do a, a, an update shortly. Uh, my, uh, I guess my uh, my final shooter, whatever we want to call the, the, uh, the audible at the line of scrimmage, gentlemen. Big Saturday coming up in college football. Maryland and Virginia Tech both have three-game losing streaks. Their bowl hopes hinge on victories this Saturday. Maryland hosting Indiana, Virginia at Georgia Tech, or uh, Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech. Also, look down a level, huge day in the CAA. James Madison plays Elon. William & Mary plays Villanova. CAA, perhaps the best conference in FCS play. Big day in college football this Saturday. It's not easy to say FCS and get it not right that he did. Well done, Dave Big G, uh, give us the blockbuster trade that's going to save the season. Uh Um, (laughs) Deshaun Watson is allowed to play this year. You don't know about next year. Houston says we're tired of paying this guy's contract. Washington gives up a future one, and that's it. And Deshaun Watson is able to play. You're not sure about next year with the suspension that could be looming. But, again, nothing is settled at this point. So that would be the saver, and that is not going to happen. So that that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, that's uh, – you know, it's amazing. Uh, and I hope everyone enjoyed for the last 25 minutes. We didn't solve anything. But that's what nothing. we do. We're going to keep trying next week uh, for this Washington football team, which will be heading – into the bye after we've, I think we've already uh, show of hands. The Broncos game is, is a season. The season's on the line Sunday, right guys? Yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes. And they're going to win. Oh, you they're think so? I do. Okay. All right. Okay. All yeah. right. You got no. a score on that? No. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go look up Fulcrum until then. Thank you. <laughs> Dave Preston has already gone and George Wallace. I'm Dave Johnson. This is the DC Sports Tunnel. Break.